episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I am your host today. Excited to be here with you today, and we are going to jump in to another rendition of our small group talks. I am joined in that conversation with Adam Robinson, the staff pastor from the Mill Plain campus. We're going to dig into uh, a timely topic. We're going to talk about uh, excuses or reasons why people think they should not be a small group leader. And, uh, and we're going to address some of those objections to see, uh, do they really hold water? Should we actually not be leading small groups because of those reasons? And so uh, put your seatbelts on. We're going to go for a ride and join our conversation as it occurred. And so I hope you enjoy and I will catch you on the other side. Yeah, and it's kind of a timely, timely event, you know, to talk about small groups as uh, I know you and I are both uh, feverishly working. We're, we're, what, about three, four weeks away from launching our new small group season. And um, and so, and it's, uh, you know, I mean, COVID is still a thing. It's still definitely impacting the way people are living their lives. And yet, to some extent, we're seeing you know, little glimpses of kind of being able to do life a little, a little more, you know, what we would kind of consider normally or whatever. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm just seeing a ton of people that are like, man, I have got to have some community. Like I, I've got to get around people again. Like I've been too isolated for too long. And so I, I think that this group season is going to be super important for people. And uh, so uh, you know, even though I feel like I'm working really hard at trying to get everything put together, um, I, I feel like it's it's work that's super important and really, really, uh, really worth the effort. And so, um, so what we wanted to talk about today is we wanted to talk about the the lies kind of that people believe that convince them that they're that they shouldn't lead a small group. And so, um, why don't you kind of uh, why don't you kind of lay the groundwork for that idea really quick while I do a, a thing over here to get the Facebook yeah. thing rolling so I can respond to comments. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, I too in this season, just so many people are looking for, for just what their next step is and groups is, um, is typically the next step that people are looking for and um, they may not know it necessarily, but, um, and so there's just so many people uh, these days that are just uh, looking for, uh, growing deeper in relationship with God, with each other, and uh, groups is the way that happens. And so today we're just going to discuss kind of some of the um, some of the things that would qualify you to be a group leader. You know, there's some some things that a lot of people say that I personally have felt in my life as well. And, um, I think every leader uh, throughout their journey feels a lot of these things. And so just wanted to talk through them and just see, um, you know, just prayerfully consider what the Holy Spirit might do and say to you. Um, as we discuss this. So yeah, we're just going to talk through that today. Yeah, come on. So uh, let's start with probably, I don't know, I think this is probably the most uh, common objection and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but um, I'm too busy. <laughs> so what what do you think about that? And what what's your typical response to someone when, you know, Pastor Adam, you're talking to someone and you're like, man, I think you should, I think you should lead a group, you know? And they're like, no, I'm, I'm too busy, bro. You don't understand. Like I'm too busy. So how do you usually handle that conversation? What direction does that usually go? Well, I, I'm 
try to be very graceful with it, but I, I try to help people understand what God is calling them to do. And if God is calling them to this, then, um, then I feel like, you know, maybe we need to personally look at kind of the situations of our life and see what we're filling our time with. Um, and again, this, I do this gracefully, of course, like, you know, there's people that have extremely busy lives and I don't want to minimize the, this, the pressures and the tensions, but at the same time, um, it's really good to, uh, look inside ourselves, especially in this season of prayer fasting, like God, what am I giving my time to? You've given me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the same as every other person on this planet. Um, what am I called to do with my life? That's going to last eternally, not just, not just temporary, you know, the, the thing that I give myself to, I want it to matter the most. Um, and so uh, that would be one of the main things I would help people kind of think through in their personal life of what, what do I give my time to? Is there something that I can maybe give up uh, a temporary scenario for an eternal scenario? Yeah, I think that there's like a, you know, a couple of different angles and you're, you're hitting on uh, one or two of those really solidly. Um, so on that whole prioritization thing, I think it falls into the category of like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily have a clear understanding of the significant value that small groups provide. And, and so uh, like a friend of mine, we were talking the other day and he's like, Hey man, if I told you that I need you to run over to my house and uh, pick up uh, a suitcase full of a million dollars and I was going to split it with you, I'm, I'm thinking you'd probably figure out a way to make that happen. Like you would move stuff around and you would prioritize the trip to my house, no matter how far away it is and how bad the traffic is, like you would make a point to make it happen because $500,000, dang it, that is worth it, you know? And so, uh, so the first part of the conversation, I think uh, that you're kind of referring to is like, what is the value of small groups? And do I, do I have an appropriate level of value? Um, and maybe, and maybe it's because they've never experienced deep, meaningful community. And so they don't have a vision for why this is important. They just think, oh, another church program, you know, like, yay, do I want to be involved in another church program? So, so then um, I like how you say, you know, take a look at what you're doing and then maybe something needs to be replaced. The other strategy that can come into place is that we kind of redeem something that we're already doing. So, um, like we like to use, I always use soccer for whatever reason, as my example, like, so you go and you play soccer once a week with some friends and I don't know with COVID being like our new reality, I don't know what, what examples to use anymore. Right. But, um, so you zoom once a week, uh, why not turn that into a small group? No. Uh, <laughs> so like you, you play soccer once a week, you know, with some friends, you know, why not, why not turn that type of thing into a small group, you go running three times a week. Um, why not turn that, turn one of those into a small group and invite other people into that part of your life with you and, and make it into something that is community and then point it towards Jesus. So it's actual like life giving community, not just, not just having a good time. Yeah. And so I think that that begins to help people understand how they're able to jump into leading a small group without, uh, without super changing the, you know, the flow of their life overall. And, and then I like, this is just kind of fun. If you take, if you take 168 hours in a week, so like, let's say you're meeting weekly 
and you decide to meet uh, once, once, uh, okay, one hour a week, that's your small group, right? Well, if you have 168 hours a week, and, um, and actually, if you even subtract out eight times seven is 56. So if you take 100, say you say you sleep eight hours, a, eight hours a day, if you take out 56 hours, 168 minus 56, you know, it's like what, 112 or something like that. Um, I didn't, pre I didn't prepare my math uh, for this <laughs> example. And so um, let's get a whiteboard out and let's draw it. No, um, so is, is if you, so then let's just say it comes out to 112. I'm hoping you're fact checking me right now. Thank you. Good, good job. <laughs> and so uh, if I do one hour out of that 112, guess guess what percentage of my life I, I am asking you, uh, you know, to to take part of, right? Is it's less than one percent of your week that, which kind of boggles my mind, to be quite honest. Yeah, it's like 0.8, percent. Yep. <laughs> and so. Like, uh, wow, when you put it in that kind of perspective, then it, then it causes us to ask deeper questions of, of our objection. Like, are you, okay, maybe it's not because you're too busy. Maybe that was your, maybe that was your easy excuse. So now that we have kind of debunked the, the myth that you're too busy, um, because lots of people lead small groups and they have busy lives too, because we're all busy and we all get the same 24 hours a day. We, we know all of the all of the talk about that. What uh, what have you found to be like another common objection uh, to leading a small group? Um, another one that I've heard a lot is like, you know, my past just disqualifies me from actually being able to speak into somebody else's life or, you know, my experiences, um, God couldn't use me, things like that. And so, and, yeah. Uh, that's, it's kind of funny because then if you look through the Bible and uh, people that are, so like if you go to uh, Hebrews 11 and you go to like the hall of fame of faith, you know, and you just look at these people's lives and like some of them were just train wrecks, you know, I mean, right. come on. And yet the Lord uh, came into, I, I just think of like just one example of Rahab, you know, she's like, uh, most likely a, like basically a prostitute and um, God ends up completely redeeming her life. And she ends up in the lineage of Christ and, you know, like uh, gets saved from the, the city of Jericho and like, uh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I mean, how does your past compare to Rahab or take David, a man after God's own heart? Um, David, tell me about this whole Bathsheba situation. Like what, what exactly went down there and what, why? And, uh, and then, um, and then you kill the guy, like, tell me, tell me about Uriah. Like what, what's going on here? And how, okay, okay. And so you're a man after God's own heart. Um, and yet you've had that kind of history uh, or, or even to go to, uh, to Saul who became Paul. Like, um, so you're telling me you used to kill us <laughs> and now, and now you're like the most prolific church planter of all time. Um, so it's like God, God capitalizes on people that completely don't qualify to do the work that he's called them to. I mean, even if you just think I've been in Genesis a lot lately, you know, cause it's the beginning of the year and I'm doing a read through the Bible thing. And, and I just, 
Um, I'm always struck every time I go through the story of Abraham and Sarah, like God's like sitting up there, you know, running the whole universe, you know, like, uh, and he's thinking, you know what, I want to start my own special people. And, uh, you know, so, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick someone that's way too old, uh, to have, I'm going to pick someone that can't physically have kids. Like their bodies are so old and broken down that they could never, they could never have kids. Yeah. That's where I'm going to start. Okay. Perfect. You know, like, uh, God just works in ways that make no sense to us if we were to try to orchestrate our own thing. And, and to me, I feel like, uh, and oftentimes, okay, and this, this is the other thing, is oftentimes the thing that has caused us our greatest challenge, our greatest pain, our greatest failure, uh, oftentimes the kind of the opposite of that ends up being like our biggest area of ministry, our biggest right. opportunity for us Absolutely. to show grace to other people. And so rather than allowing our past that Jesus has paid for and redeemed us from to keep us from doing the work that God's called us to do, it actually could actually catapult us into the work that God's called us to do. So um, did you have anything else you wanted to throw in on that one? No, I, I think that's all great. And I, I did want to mention though, like, obviously, you know, this is for all of us on the chat, but also help, you know, as you're talking with people that you think would be great group leaders, this is great information to, to help raise up uh, people in your group that might, you know, be potential leaders moving forward. So, so yeah, no, I, that is great. That, so, so true. <laughs> one, one of the other issues that we run into all the time, um, you know, so we have too busy, my past disqualifies me. And then sort of related to that one is I'm just not good enough or smart enough. You know, like I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't, I didn't do all this thing. Like, so what, how do you usually uh, talk to someone that that's kind of their thing. Like they don't feel like they're good enough. Yeah. Um, you know, we have so many options. We have curriculums that, you know, teach for us basically. And then we can just have conversations around discussion afterwards. And honestly, that's how I got my start into small groups. I, I didn't feel qualified to sit down and open a book for 45 minutes and just teach. And so I, I, I got some of the best teachers in the world in our living room and, <laughs> And why not? Like they are solid. They know the Bible. They dig deep. They, they pull things out that need to be pulled out. And so uh, that was, you know, we have so many curriculums available as a church and there's obviously so many more available online all the time. Um, and so uh, that was, you know, a great place to start. And then of course, like, you know, just, just out of the, the well that God has given you, you know, in your time of devotion, like, as you read the word, God, God shares things with you. And, and those can be things that you can, you know, use as a platform to, you know, just to start a group. And, you know, as you share what you're feeling, then you can go around the room, you know, share different scriptures that everyone's feeling. And, um, you know, so just, yeah, it's a great place to start. Absolutely. For sure. And, and I know that sometimes that place of not being good enough or smart enough can actually be almost like a false humility and can kind of end up being like a roadblock uh, to someone. Um, but at the same time, I really feel like that that place of humility can serve as actually a really powerful place to start as a small group leader. Because it, if you genuinely don't feel good enough, but you're willing to say, okay, 
I don't feel good enough. I don't feel smart enough, but Lord, you know what? You're important enough to me. I want to help other people know you better. And that's really just your goal is to help other people grow in relationship with God and with others. Then, then you can actually be such a powerful um, small group leader because you just, you lead with vulnerability and you lead with humility. And that's something that um, it gives people permission to also be vulnerable, to also be real. And that's something that I think is missing a lot of times from, from people's experience uh, in small groups is they, they, they look at the small group leader as the one that has all the answers. And, and really, I, I tend to look at the small group leader as the one that took enough time uh, to schedule the meeting. You know, like really, they're the one that just created the opportunity for this Christ-centered fellowship thing to happen so that we can all grow together um, and less less so about having all the answers. And so sometimes it's really just a matter of changing our perspective of what we think a small group leader is supposed to be. And I, and I love your, your point. You're like, man, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. So I brought, I brought some of the world's smartest and, you know, best communicators into my living room through a DVD, through a book, through, you know, um, I mean, through an article for crying out loud, you get a good article that somebody's written and you can have a great impacting conversation or like my small group on Friday mornings, I do is super complicated, right? We just, we pull out a chapter of the Bible and we read and we, Hey, what's, what's the Bible saying to us today? And how do we need to respond to this? And it's amazing how you can go from like, uh, that's a head scratcher, uh, you know, and then you, you, you work through it for, for the 45 minutes and you get to the other side and you're like, wow, that was really powerful. Like we had a really good time in the word of God this morning because we took time to wrestle with it. And, uh, none of us, none of us felt particularly prepared, you know, to like get to the bottom of that. But we've time and time and time again, we've read a chapter of the Bible and initially been kind of like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, did anything stick out to me in that chapter? And then by the, by the time you're done, you're like, wow, man, that really ministered to my soul. Like that, that fed me today. So, um, yeah, so you're you're not too busy. Um, you're not. You are good enough. You are smart enough, and your past does anything but disqualify you. Really, um, a lot of times, sometimes that resume is actually almost what what makes you credible. Like the right. fact that you've come through all that garbage and you love Jesus and He loves you uh, is a perfect testimony of God's grace. Um, but so here's one that's interesting uh, that. Uh, so I, I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of guy. I don't really like to be out in front or in the spotlight. So, um, what, what is your encouragement to someone like that? Yeah. Um, my encouragement, honestly, that is, that is my natural personality as well. I've, I, I dreamed of being behind the scenes for my whole life, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, God kind of pushed me pretty hard throughout my journey to, <laughs> to try to get me, you know, to, to try and change that perspective. But um, yeah, I think, again, it kind of goes into the, you know, kind of the other options that are available. You don't have to, you can kind of schedule a meeting and, and allow group to happen and moderate, you know, it's not necessarily a front of the scenes type of thing, but um, what I've done also in, the, in, in some of my groups over the years is, um, and when I was starting out and I didn't want to be that front and center, I would find people and invite them to the group that I knew had kind of that outgoing personality and had, had that, 
you know, chip inside of them to actually help carry conversation. And, um, you know, so, you know, I picked a few people that I absolutely wanted in my group and then I opened it up and, you know, we were just able to create such a dynamic group of people, people that were, um, you know, building relationships together, growing together uh, because of the kind of that, because I have that admin behind the scenes mentality of how do we build a good group that will help all people. And I don't want them to lean on me because that's not what it's about as a group leader. They need to learn, lean on Jesus. They need to lean on each other. I'm here to help support and uh, foster the environment. And so, um, yeah, those are just two things that I, I typically did uh, when I dealt with kind of that thought in my mind. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and, I, and I specifically asked you because I knew that was more your personality. So I knew that you've obviously had to wrestle with that um, because you're, you are a great small group leader, uh, these days. And, and again, I think God uses all kinds of people. So we can't just throw, throw the job description into a certain type of personality. And if you don't have that personality, you're not going to do it. You're not going to be good enough because you know what, there are just as many different kinds of people in the world, um, that they don't relate to the, the high energy, bubbly over the top, you know, super charismatic guy that whatever, like, they're like, whoa, dude, like simmer down, like lay off, lay off the caffeine, bro. And, and so they, they don't connect well with that kind of a person, but with, you know, with your personality being a little bit more, uh, a little more muted, a little less, you know, uh, like flamboyant, a little less out there. They're like, man, I, I feel safe with you. I feel I feel like a level of uh, genuineness or authenticity with your personality and it actually draws them to you. Um, and so you can actually use the very thing that God has given you, not as a handicap, but as a, actually an advantage to reach the particular groups of people that God has called you to reach. And I think that's part of it is like, we get in our head, like I have to be able to reach all the people and have the biggest group and whatever. And it's like, no, no, no. Like if God brings you two people, God bless it. You know, like those two people need that group. Those two people need that growth. They, those two people need that season of their life, you know, maybe to be that small and focused and, and God's going to use it. And, and then maybe next time you lead a group, maybe it's 10 people, maybe it's one person who knows. I mean, I have definitely led all kinds of sizes of groups for sure. (laughs) So um, so lastly, probably the, uh, on the logistical side of things, uh, my house or my apartment is too small. And that's probably a more real objection today uh, now with all the COVID social distancing. I mean, you you know, you do six feet apart from everybody and um, that, that apartment feels real small, real fast. You get like four people and you're like, well, we're tapped out. You know, like no more people going to fit in this place. And so uh, that can be a little more realistic uh, with, with COVID. So uh, what are some potential solutions that you see uh, for that kind of objection? Um, well, uh, one thing we talk, uh, talked on first is just doing a group where it's activity driven, you know, where you're jogging, where you're playing soccer, where you're, uh, you're it's a virtual group there are options that are uh, a great way to, to gather and do groups together. Uh, another option, uh, which we, uh, are so excited about it. Mill Plain is and at Rocky Butte, and I'm believing uh, probably maybe some other campuses as well, is being able to actually have your group in the church facility, uh, especially in this season. 
Uh, we have classrooms that are, are good size and able to do all of the, the safe protocols necessary to, to gather together. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, and then when restaurants open up and coffee shops open up again, praise Jesus, those indoor coffee shops, my, one of my favorite places to gather and meet, um, you know, uh, but yeah, so I'm encouraging people at Mill Plain for sure in this season, uh, use the church building. We have it. It's there 24 hours a day. Like, why would we not want to take advantage of this beautiful facility that God has blessed us with uh, to, to use it for groups? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's like, just think outside the box. You know, like, if you feel like your box, your house is too small, think outside the box, baby. Like, let's make this happen. So Maybe you know a friend that has a really big house and you can actually pull them into kind of being your small group host um, and, and that kind of thing. So I think uh, just making sure that we don't just, again, uh, look at the, the obstacle that's kind of in our way and allow it to disqualify us. Um, so I did actually in the comments just point, uh, just post the link to the Mill Plane new small group form. So if people, uh, uh, are wanting to sign up to be a small group leader, they can fill out that form if they're on the Rock, uh, if they're on the Mill Plain campus. And then uh, the Rocky Butte form, I am posting it right now as well. And so, um, so some quick and simple ways uh, to be able to get access there. And uh, maybe I should also post the other ones. So I'll throw 217. <laughs> Yeah, I apologize. I'm I'm not able to comment currently for some reason on my my system. I'm I'll have to call I, Facebook after this. Me every once in a while. I don't know what I don't know what causes that, but it's super fun. I love it when that happens. <laughs> that no one ever. Um, so uh, let's see here. I don't know why. It, anyways, we'll post we'll post those other links later. Um, because it's totally distracting me. So, all right. So we got a group launch coming up on February 14th. So um, now that we have removed everyone's objections uh, about being a small group leader, now all they have to do is go and figure out what are you going to do? What kind of group are you going to lead? Um, let's go. Let's do this because we believe that life transformation happens in the midst of uh, life-giving relationships, uh, which uh, small groups are the best place for that to happen. And we want to see people... Uh, identify and take their next step in their walk with Jesus. That's like just the passion of our hearts is to see people grow closer together in community and, and closer to Jesus because Jesus is the one that makes all the difference, changes our hearts, transforms who we are, and uh, and basically is the whole reason that we live. And so, yeah, he's kind of a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, so then on the 24th, what do we got going on on the 24th, Adam? Uh, the 24th, we have an amazing prophetic uh, impartation night at the Rocky Butte campus at 5 p.m. with uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, one of the uh, prophetic voices to our nation, Eric Butler, a friend of Mana House, a friend, uh, Ma uh, Ministers Fellowship International uh, leader as well. Uh, he's going to be imparting both uh, to the whole church on Sunday morning, uh, and then he will also be uh, Speaking into the dream team, uh, which group leaders are, are absolutely the key dream team that we have uh, at the church. And so uh, I encourage you, make it out there. It's going to be a great time of just kind of culminating the 21 days of prayer and fasting 
Uh, we're all going to ascend to Rocky Butte. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've been waiting to say that for a long time, by the way. I couldn't tell. Um, um, yeah, we're going to have a great night, and then we're going to cap it off with a little bit of a, an after party with, uh, here's some, some pretty good uh, treats that are probably going to give us a sugar high after some of us have been off of sugar for a while, but it'll be worth it. So uh, come on out. Uh, again, 5 o'clock Rocky Butte. Uh, it's going to be an amazing night yeah it's so good and then the following sunday the 31st uh five o'clock uh so at least at least on rocky Butte and mill plane we're not exactly sure how the plans for the other campus so sometimes i know sometimes our downtown campus does it kind of like right after church so it just depends on what the facilities allow and all that kind of stuff at each particular location um we do have uh, group refresh nights, so that's for group leaders and potential group leaders and assistant leaders. Uh, come, be refreshed, uh, be equipped, be challenged. Um, so we can jump into this group season just like full bore. We want to see God do incredible things in people's lives. Uh, Adam and I are completely sold on this, this idea of Jesus working powerfully through community. And so we want to invite you guys to come and be a part of that. Um, in your campus, and uh, just just open your heart up to what the Lord might want to do with you. Like that, that God's plans and purposes for you are more exceedingly abundantly above anything that you have thought to this point. Um, and and it might not even look like real flashy, uh, but you never you like. Also, the act of somebody putting a seed in the ground doesn't seem all that exciting, but then. 40 years later, you see the, the forest that has grown from, from that one seed that was planted. And you're like, oh, wow, I, I guess that one action made a significant impact. And so just know that God's got big things in store for you. But sometimes stepping into the big things that God has for you uh, is actually it looks like stepping into the small thing. You step into the small thing and he does a big thing through it. And so um, that would be like my final thing. Like I always, we always get our final take. What's your, your final shot, Adam, as we, as we get ready to wrap up today? Yeah, I would say, um, for the refresh night for group leaders, I'd encourage you, uh, bring someone with you and, and, and RSVP them as well, please. So we can make sure that, cause we're going to feed you guys as well. We're taking care of you. Yes. Uh, uh, but like if there's someone that you think might even be a group leader potential a year down the road, this is a great opportunity just to get them to come check it out. Uh, let them be around some of the other group leaders, uh, hear some of the kind of the vision and the plans and the thoughts and um, see what God might do in their hearts. It's a great opportunity. So, All right, there you have it. Another uh, great edition of Small Group Talks. I hope that you found today's content helpful, beneficial, and in all other ways, enjoyable. Um, our, again, our goal is just to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And man, we sure believe that small groups are a huge part of the body of Christ being able to do the work of the ministry as we connect with one another, we build relationships with one another, we help each other grow uh, and get closer to Jesus. And so thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. If you have any uh, feedback or you have any ideas for future episodes, please drop me an email at growingfaithpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to interact with you there. Um, also, if you have any uh, just uh, any way to just share and like and review uh, the content from the from the podcast, it helps us to be able to get 
the content to more people. With that, um, God bless you guys today. I hope you have a wonderful day and we will see you in the next episode.